The following is a sermon from Pastor Timothy Borman and Sure Foundation, a church located in Woodside, Queens, New York, the world's most diverse community. For more information and for more audio content, go to sure-foundation.org. Our sermon this morning is based on a word from Isaiah uh, chapter 8. Isaiah chapter 8, and I'm going to read that um, just in a second for you. But I want to start in this way. It wasn't long ago when I was standing in this very room and I had a a conversation with a, a very sensible person, a very intelligent person, and she said this to me. She said, Pastor, I'm just not sure what to believe. She said, you know, the last time a pandemic happened during the, the Spanish flu, they had just invented a brand new technology. And this technology was called the long wave radio. So they invent this technology, they electrify the world, and lo and behold, everybody gets sick. And now, it's interesting, isn't it? COVID-19 comes along, and at the exact same moment that 5G technology was invented. Now, and this woman says to me, very smart, very intelligent woman, I'm not sure what to believe because they're saying that they electrify the world and now everybody's getting sick. She said, Pastor, you you got to bring a word to this. You got to attend to this spiritual need. You got to talk to Christians to me about conspiracy. So that's one conversation that I had. Another conversation went like this. Again, a very smart, a very intelligent woman. I'm having this conversation. And she says, Pastor, I'm worried. They are rushing out this vaccine, right? They are running it through the FDA. And and nobody knows if it's really going to be safe. She said, Pastor, I don't know if I should get the vaccine. We kept talking a little bit, and later her deeper concern became clear. She said, Pastor, I'm afraid that when they invent the vaccine that they're going to put these little chips inside of our bodies and they're going to be able to track us. And they said, she said, Pastor, isn't that the mark of the beast? from Revelation. She said, you got to preach about this. A lot of people are believing in conspiracy. She said, Pastor, I'm confused. You got to bring a word about conspiracy to the people. And you know, those two conversations, (laughs) plus all of my reading on social media in the newspapers, convinced me that the Christian church 
needs to bring about a word about conspiracy to the people of God. I want to say this before I read the text. That conspiracy isn't new. I mean, just think about the assassination of JFK. Everybody's got their conspiracy about it. Conspiracy is nothing new. Or if you've been reading on the margins about the mass shootings in our country, there's these conspiracy theorists that are saying, none of these mass shootings are actually happening. The media's just reporting it, right? But Sandy Hook never actually happened. Conspiracy is not new. But what is new is that Things like pandemic, conspiracy theories have entered into the national conversation. They have come to dominate conversations even with smart, intelligent Christians. And so I want to bring a word to this, and I want to do it on the basis of Isaiah chapter 8, and I want to do it on the basis of Isaiah chapter 8 for for a very significant reason, because in Isaiah chapter 8, we get a strong word from the Lord. I mean, it's almost like the Lord, this is an Ezekiel moment where the the Holy Spirit comes on Isaiah in a strong way with the strong hand of the Lord to speak to this deep need about conspiracy. And I want to read it to you now, and then we're going to shut off the projector so you can give me some more preaching space. All right? So here, this is from Isaiah chapter 8. And if you're at home... Do me this favor and open up your Bible so you can kind of follow along with me um, as I preach through this text. This is what it says from Isaiah chapter, chapter 8. This is what the Lord says to me with his strong hand upon me. So this is a, this is a strong word from God on conspiracy. Warning me not to follow the way of this people. Do not call conspiracy everything this people calls a conspiracy. Do not fear what they fear, and do not dread it. The Lord Almighty is the one you are to regard as holy. He is the one you are to fear. He is the one you are to dread. He will be a holy place for both Israel and Judah, He will be a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. And for the people of Israel, he will be a trap and a snare. Many of them will stumble, but they they will fall and be broken. They will be snared and captured. Bind up this testimony of warning. Seal up God's instruction among my disciples. I will wait for the Lord. He who is hiding his face from the descendants of Jacob. I will put my trust in him. Here am I and the children the Lord has given me. We are signs and symbols in Israel from the Lord Almighty who dwells on Mount Zion. That's the word of the Lord. Yeah, that'd be good. All right, so that's better. I hope that's better for people. 
apparently the rumors and the conspiracies and the rumor mills were just going nuts in Isaiah's days. People were whispering. People were prophesying. They were saying, the king is being duped by Isaiah. Other people were saying, alliances, secret alliances are being formed. You see, there was at this time rumors about a Syrio-Ephraimite war. And any time that the world is turned upside down, any time when people feel weak and powerless and out of control, the rumor mill begins and the conspiracies begin to fly. And they were many. There were many during Isaiah's day. The conspiracies had begun. And it is into this world that Isaiah speaks this strong word of conspiracy. And he starts, the Lord speaks to Isaiah by first telling to Isaiah, be discerning. Here's what Isaiah says. The Lord says to Isaiah, do not call conspiracy everything this people calls conspiracy. See, what he's saying is, people are going to come to you and they're going to say, there's a conspiracy. There's this happening behind your back and you have no idea. And we are now going to pull the curtain back on all the powers that are pulling the levers of this world. And the Lord says to Isaiah, don't believe every conspiracy that you hear. Not every conspiracy that the people are sharing is a conspiracy. Some of them are outright lies. Isaiah, be discerning. Spiritually discerning. Now, <laughs> for all of us living in this conspiracy-filled world today, this means that we are also called by the Spirit through the Word to be spiritually discerning. Now, God, God has given us many different tools so that we can be spiritually discerning with regard to truth and conspiracy. He's given us His Word. He's given us His Holy Spirit. I mean, God is so good. And He's also given us the Eighth Commandment. Now, I read an article it was really, really uh, recently about Christianity and the conspiracy theory. And this is really important. And the author of the, the article pointed this out. That the Eighth Commandment really matters in these circumstances. That unless you have verifiable proof that this person is lying and cheating and doing this thing about against the world, you can't believe it or share it. The Eighth Commandment says this, you shall not give false testimony about your neighbor. So in, in other words, what, what the Eighth Commandment is saying in the presence of a holy God, you cannot believe or say about Dr. Fauci unless you have incontributable evidence and access to his bank account, Dr. Fauci is 
enriching himself with a patent right now. And I know it because I've seen his banking records. See, you can't share a video like Plandemic or believe it because it's against the Eighth Commandment, right? You shall not give false testimony either with your words, your social media account, or even with what you believe in your head. Now, I wanted to just talk about the stakes a little bit with regard to conspiracy and truth. We are the people of the truth, right? That's what we believe. We believe that we have incontrovertible evidence, eyewitness accounts, that our dear Savior Jesus died and rose again for the forgiveness of sins and that he truly is ascended because people saw it happen. We are the people of the gospel truth. And that calls us to a higher standard than most, right? About what we are going to believe and share about truth. It really does. It, I think about it in this way. That we have to be better than Snopes. That we have to be better in our fact-checking than the New York Times. We have to be better fact-checkers than, than NPR or Fox News or whoever it may be, because if we're sharing and believing things that are not true, and we also share and believe that Jesus res is resurrected and alive, what does that do to our witness? The stakes are incredibly high. This is, this is God's word to Isaiah about conspiracy. He says, be spiritually discerning. That's our first point. Now, Isaiah doesn't stop there. Or the Lord's word to Isaiah doesn't stop there. He actually continues, and he's got a second word. And he says this to Isaiah. He, said, he says, Isaiah, I, I want you to not only be discerning. I also want you not to fear conspiracy. See, here's the truth. There is such a thing as conspiracy. There, at times, people are conspiring against against each other, right? I mean, just look at the assassination of JFK. Somebody conspired against him. We know that because he's dead, right? But what Isaiah, what the Lord wants to do for Isaiah here is take all that spiritual power that conspiracy and conspirators have, take all that spiritual power away from them. And this is how he does it. He says this. This is again from our text. Verses 12 and 13, if you're following along in your Bibles. Do not fear what they fear. And do not dread it. The Lord Almighty is the one you are to regard as holy. He is the one you are to fear. He is the one you are to dread. So, Isaiah's point is, is absolutely clear. He, he says, we're not going to fear, we're not going to dread conspiracies, whether real or false, because we, instead of that, we will fear 
God. And what he's saying is this, if you do fear conspiracy, if you do dread it, if it occupies your hearts and your minds so much that you're always thinking about it, always sharing it, if it impacts your behavior, then you've got a spiritual problem, he says. He says, you're fearing the conspirators and the conspiracies more than you're fearing your God. And what's the first commandment say? We should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. You see, the Lord comes to Isaiah with a very special comfort here as we learn to fear God more than anyone and everything else. He says in verse 14, He will be a holy place. He will be a holy place. Now, now to me, that's a a really interesting way to put it. I mean, we, we might expect him to say he will be a safe place, or we might expect him to say he will be a refuge during these these tumultuous and upside down times, but that's not what he says. He says he will be a holy place a holy place. That's really significant. And what that does is it draws us into the holy presence of God. It teaches us again to fear God. And it, it draws us really into another scene in Isaiah where Isaiah is in in the presence of the triune God and the angels are singing, Holy, Holy, Holy. Three times holy is the Lord. And as they sang, the temple foundations shook at the presence of God. The holy, holy, holy God. And when when Isaiah took it all in and he saw the angels, he saw the greatness of the holy God, he began to fear. And he said, I can't be here. And the angel went and touched his lips with a coal. And he says, you are now clean. See, it draws us into the holy presence of God. He will be a holy place for you, and the only reason he will be a holy place for you, and even in that place, a safe place, is because of Jesus. You see, apart from Jesus, none of us can come into the presence of a holy God and be safe. But in Jesus, we come to our God We come to the three times holy God as as redeemed people who have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. And so we come into his presence through Jesus and we fear him, we trust him, we love him, and he becomes a holy place. Now this is an an interesting thing to think about. The The English word sanctuary. He will be a holy place. He will be a sanctuary. 
Sanctuary just means holy place. But in our minds, when you go to a sanctuary, what is a sanctuary? It's a safe place. Nobody can touch you there. That's the Lord for us because of Jesus. He will be a holy, a holy place for you. You can think about it like this. And I'm terrified of electricity. I really am. Recently, one of the outlets here at church started a malfunction, and I wasn't going to go near it because I don't know anything. It's, it's so, I can't understand it. And so an electrician came in, and he fixed the outlet. God as a holy place is a little bit like that. For the people of God, it is a safe thing to come to that massive source of energy, right? He will be a sanctuary. He will be a holy place. But when you try to come to God apart from Christ, it is no longer a safe place, is it? It is no longer a safe place. So that's our second word from the Lord from Isaiah. This is a confusing thing for me to do to preach online. Maybe you can sense that. <laughs> well, hopefully everybody's following along. So we have we got two parts so far. We got Isaiah who who comes to us with with a strong word from the Lord on conspiracy, and he says, "Be discerning." And now he said, "I want you to fear God." And we've seen why we we can fear God and why God is a safe place for us in the middle of an unsafe world. And now I just want, I, have got, I got one, one more word from the Lord here this morning, and, it, and it's simply this. We can rejoice. The third thing we can do in, in the middle of uh, these con- conspiratorial times is that we can rejoice in the brotherhood of Jesus. Now, if you've got your Bibles open, and I hope you do, right here in Isaiah chapter 8, there's some interesting editing um, decisions that were made by your Bible translations. And right after, if you, if you, I hope you got the Bibles open, right, right after um, verse 15, did you notice that the quotation marks end? So that means there's a new speaker already right there at verse 16. Somebody else has appeared. So now the Lord's not bringing a, a word to Isaiah anymore. Now he's bringing it to somebody else. And you know who that is? The Bible tells us. It's Jesus. It's the Messiah. You can go to Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 8, 18 is actually quoted word for word in Hebrews Hebrews chapter 2. And it says this, Here I am, and the children the Lord has given me. That's what the Messiah says. And, and, and I want you to get this because in the middle of all the world being upside down, in the middle of all the rumors and the conspiracy, here's Christ, here, here's the Messiah, and he's just standing there so, com- so confident in the Lord, so trusting. He's waiting on the Lord, and he says, and he says here I am. And the children the Lord has given to me. You see... Jesus is our brother. We can say it another way. The ascended Lord, the one who died and rose again, who ascended on high and and who has all things under his feet, this Jesus is our brother. Rejoice in that brotherhood. 
And that matters when it comes to conspiracy, doesn't it? Because no matter who's behind the curtain, no matter what scary things somebody might be planning for this world, do you know who's got his foot on the neck of it? Our brother Jesus, the ascended Lord. So, a strong word on conspiracy for Isaiah to us. Be discerning, right? Fear God and rejoice in the brotherhood of our Savior Jesus. Amen.